would have been very handsome. Makes one of us. I was going to bring up the fact <laughs> that, like, <laughs> so uh, I have a, I have an idea. You know how? Oh, by the way, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. And this is two weeks. I, I get it. Two weeks from everywhere. It's us, right? Is I that think us? I just speak behind the curtain. No, you didn't. Sounded like D1. No, he like, has a voice yeah. modulation box. He can sound like anybody. Oh. How about that? That's true. I can sound even like you, Ryan. Say, what's up? What's up? What's up? See? <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it! Anyway, uh... It's like so we rehearsed this. We fucking... Fantastic. This is improv. This is improv <laughs> at its best, guys. You will never get improv like this. Ain't no improv like a two weeks from everywhere improv. <laughs> because it's mediocre at best. Like all improv. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Instead of like doing like compartmentalizing and, and coming up with all these. What if I just we just picked a topic and ran with it for the whole episode? Uh, and not like I mean, a and not like a Star Wars, but a more uh, over encompassing. So I thought yeah. today we talked uh, about Star Wars. We would say, well, the Star Wars <laughs> could possibly be into it. But what I thought about was. Uh, and I know we've we've touched on this a ton because there's so many, but but I think this time because there are so many popping out, mostly like the John Wick number four, which takes it out of the realm of what I was going to talk about. Trilogies, film, mm. tr the holy trilogy, which was a big thing, and now it's going. People were like, "Fuck your trilogy." We've got 32 movies coming yeah, out. We, what do you want? Yeah. So basically, I think we, we should phases. discuss phases, but but trilogy <laughs> slash franchises. Uh, uh, where they lay in, in, in common sight, guys, will we just see one-off movies anymore uh, that don't seem like failures? Because I feel like right now we're in a state where if a movie doesn't do great, that's just the end of the story. Yeah. They just don't make new ones. Yeah. But if it does a modicum of success, they're like, we better plan out the next 25 years for this character right now. Yep. So I thought I maybe we... Cow forever. Forever, which, uh, which uh, Star Wars is doing. A yeah. uh, uh, Marvel is doing DC is on its fourth attempt of doing this. I think yeah, is where we're at with DC. Um, start. Harry Potter, I thought was done. Seems like we may get a, yet another Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It might be a thing. Mm. Um, so, so I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Let's start with like young Ryan, who was a big fucking nerd and yeah. chose Star Trek over what? Star Wars. <laughs> um ungodly so which explains a lot about the kind of man he is today by choosing star trek over star wars but what man like, in quotes nobody <laughs> can see that but i just air quoted the shit out of that um so like like uh, let's skip the star wars star trek because that's easy for you and me like both of those we both yeah. know so much about the subject so but what other trilogy or or franchise when you were younger like like formidable years teenage ryan like, what really hit home is like, holy shit, this is a whole nother world. Um, it, was there any that, like, stood out as, like, this is phenomenally great? Well, we talked about it last time. Uh, the Lethal Weapon movies. Yes. The first three. Uh, I mean, they, they are a trilogy. They added a fourth one on, but, um, I mean, it was good. The fourth one was good. But yeah, yeah. It, it's not... As good as the the, the fourth original. lethal weapon is 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 Indiana Jones four, or you're like yeah. listen, it's it's not. I mean, I always was upset that people were like fucking aliens. I was like, what hot rocks, like yeah. lava pits and pulled out hearts. What the <laughs> fuck do you guys care what the supernaturalism is? Yeah, like come on. But anyway, it it's good. It's just not great for an Indiana Jones movie. Right. Just like just like the 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 fourth one of uh, lethal weapon. It was good. Yeah. But also the fourth one was a little fan service in Lethal Weapon. Yes. Where they're like, just remember all these yuck yucks? Yeah. Remember Leo? You guys loved Leo. Hey, yo. So uh, <clears throat> you mentioned, okay. So weirdly, I was in my brain, I went, oh man. So I was going to say the Jaws trilogy, but let's be fair. Jaws two and three. Uh, I mean, two is okay story-wise because we learn more about Chief Brody, like being away from Amity. Uh, they kind of played as if the shark, even though we watched the shark die, was like more of a, an omnipresent spirit of vengeance mm. that went off to kill some dude who hated water for some reason. So I, I discount them. So Jaws one amazing, but as as a trilogy, I don't think they are. Those are just non-distinct follow-up movies that are a bit crap. Uh, I really, in my head, I think Indian Jones probably was the most formidable to me 
I remember especially Temple of Doom from the opening number, uh, Anything Goes, the short round, which, mm-hmm. who, listen, I've cried 20,000 times over the last, like, month and a half because of he winning so many awards and, like, yeah. getting his just rewards for being a really good person and just, like, him and Brendan Fraser just trying to be good humans, still wanting to act and do the thing they love, but really, maybe they can, maybe they can't. And like all this love and appreciation that they put out in the world for so many years coming back has melted my heart. Mm-hmm. But we saw him hug. Uh, uh, um, uh, we saw him hug Indy. Uh, we saw him hug uh, 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 J- uh, uh, not James Cameron, uh, Steven Spielberg. Like we saw all this stuff come back around. Um, but man, short rounds. Remember, always- you are my greatest invention. Oh, I thought you were my number one guy. No, no, no. no that was so. That's what Data's dad says to him. Uh, which, which I'm pretty proud of Ryan. Cause normally I'm the one who digs deep for like, very, <laughs> that's a very obscure, like if you saw a t-shirt with a camera on like an extendable accordion arm and it just said you were my greatest invention, you personally would get misty eyed. Yeah, so I would want to hug that person. Very few people yeah. would, that's like, a, that's a that? deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Like if you shout Andy, you're a goonie. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 chuckle, chuckle, truffle, shuffle. <laughs> but if you're if you're like if you're like you you uh you're my greatest invention that's it's phenomenal. So I'm very proud of that. You're Collins. welcome. You're very that's very good. So so Indiana <laughs> Jones short round. So so I'm in contention. I thought it would be Indiana Jones, which I love. So we can talk a little bit about Indy, uh, uh, whose name we wrote a song about. Nobody talk about deep cuts. Nobody. <laughs> we had to explain that a million times. Well, and it was an instrumental too. So it was know. an instrument. So me and Ryan used to be in a band called the Negative Vibe Merchants, which I thought we might have a little resurgence, and then I just didn't answer Sean back. So it's basically me being a butthole. But I gave him your number. I don't know if he ever got a hold of you. Oh anyway, yeah. Anyway, what? I said we 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 uh, texted several times. Yeah, you yeah. were on the thread. Yeah, well, all right. Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we wrote a song, a surf, a surf ditty uh, called "The Ballad of Henry Jones Jr." And we would get questioned on exactly who Henry Jones Jr. was, and Ryan and I especially would get very giddy when we go. You guys ready for this shit? You ready for this? <laughs> Indiana Jones is Henry Jones Jr. His dad is Henry. He called him Junior, Henry Jones Jr. And the look on the dulled over, glossy faced look on people's brains when they went, oh. So, anyway, so <laughs> short round, uh, uh, Magic Rocks. Uh, uh, oh, I, th- listen, people are pissed about aliens and they jumped out of a plane at 30,000 feet and survived with a raft by inflating a survival raft that landed on a mountain that yeah. slid them to the desert and then when the snow was no longer snow and they slid on rocky parts the raft still remained intact the the whole time and inflated whole time best survival raft in the world uh made of asbestos though so you can't get them anymore yeah Uh, it was like lead and asbestos so that was was back in the 30s only thing that could have saved you from a jump from (laughs) falling out of an airplane (laughs) but let's talk about the ridiculousness of we jump out of a plane thirty thousand feet we yep. in, or 15 it doesn't it could be 10,000 it could be 2,000 feet it's too much it could be for an could be it really could feet. be 200 feet yeah. and short round squash everybody's dead yeah so 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 we fall out of an airplane let's say at x amount of height because it, unless it was three feet and the plane was slowly gliding to the ground <laughs> it doesn't matter so they fall out of a plane they're just the three of them because the pilot remember this <laughs> jumped out like he was like i got him but he was a paid buffoon he didn't hate indiana yeah they he just froze said, to death in the mountains he like, for sure like where was yeah. he landing like he didn't think he jumped out of that plane and stopped and went shit oh, where do i live i'm in the, i'm in india I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Indi- listen and i know there's mountains in india but i would be hard pressed this is um this is not shire to lonely mountain eight years to get there <laughs> This is within like a 40 second span. We go yes. down a snowy peak into a rocky chasm of what the, looks like the Grand Canyon and the Nile River or whatever rivers in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, the Rio Grande. I was right. Fuck off. Um, Colorado River. So we get into the, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the Rio Grande. So we get into the Rio Grande in India and we're floating down. And within five minutes, we are in like desert, in, like tumbleweeds, mm-hmm. cactuses. Part of the desert in India, which if you didn't check out from my river knowledge, I'm not the best at geography, but I don't know what deserts are close to what mountains in India. I could look it up, but it's stupid. It's fine. 
we know it can't happen. So then we See know what I'm doing here. I'm waving my hand. Don't worry about it. Yep, yeah, we Fine. are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely not the map uh, cartography I was looking for. <laughs> yes. So, so, but let's also take it that when we get to this, let's break this down a little bit because I want to get I want to get into people the psyche of of the toxicity because it started even back then with uh, Crystal Skull. It's probably predated that, but I remember the vitriol. Mm-hmm. So then we get to a small village of about I don't know thirty people, sixty five kids somehow. Mm-hmm. All the kids were getting taken, but somehow very still, brightly colored food. A lot of colorful food, which <laughs> didn't look like dirt and rice, which is what you see most. Like Sally Struthers definitely portrayed uh, sick and dying kids in what they considered third world countries. Wait, they were like, here's rock paste and and rice, yeah. and yeah. if you don't give them a dollar a day, they will only eat rock paste rice. And, and they were like turmeric, basmati. Well, I guess, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was like, here's some turmeric and saffron rice. Over here is a little paprika, not too much. It's a little strong, but too much. Dal. Uh, we also use that paprika and saffron to dye our clothing. Very vibrant colors. Yes. So anyway, but they didn't say the village was hungry. They just said yeah. motherfuckers no, stealing this kids. this is more food than these people have eaten in a month. In a month. That's what he said. Bring, bring back to us. Bring back. So, <laughs> so he says our village is dying, not from plague or famine because of, of just normal natural stuff it's because our rocks are gone yeah, our rocks magical are. rocks have been taken by a guy which by the way way more worried about you the rocks find Shankara and bring back to us bring back to us so way less worried about the the slave kids that they stole and they they're like well, kids yeah. are if you see some I mean, kids bring the kids back that's but sad that, that's a side quest let's focus on <laughs> main, the rocks though. main quest is the rocks so if you need extra xp save the kids first yeah. If you're good on XP, let's get, the rock, let's get the rocks back. It increases your chances of surviving the final mission. It's like Mass Effect 2, right? If yeah. you save the kids, you have more crew members. More crew end. members, which is true, because I think <laughs> saving the kids, you save short yeah. round. And yeah. if you ignore the kids, you don't save short round. So you're cool. And if yeah, you don't right. save short round, then you don't get a torch to the belly, and you yeah. you throw the blonde lady in the lava. In the lava? Lava lady. Okay. That's her favorite. Billy? Her name, right? movie. Yeah. Billy? Yeah. Dun, 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 Short dun, round dun, saved dun, the whole dun, movie. Dun. Short round saved India. And Indy. And Indy. Oh my God. Yeah. We figured and, it out. And now he's in everything, everywhere, all at once. Again, probably one of the best movies I've ever seen in my whole Maybe life. Everything, from what I understand. All you still haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. I'm going fi- to listen. I think it's on Showtime. I have a login. I'm going to send it to you so you can watch that it. That is I illegal, think- sir. That uh, is FBI warning. They will come and find us. That's about photocopying stuff like my butt or something <laughs> i don't know what that means so you own the also i'm not really scared of the fbi you know how long it took them female to get body al inspectors <laughs> you know how long it took them to get al capone and that was only on tax evasion and it was only five grand in tax evasion and he made way more money than that so i'm not scared of the fbi plus china has all my information if they want it they get it from my tiktok account so TikTok. suck it anyway so the ridiculousness <laughs> of <laughs> Uh, so the ridiculousness of it, let's get back into giant slave cult, monkey brain. Also, yes, monkey, monkey people brain. in India. Li- listen, the prize. What's uh, the listen prize? that is less Indian culture or Pakistani or wherever they were, and way more rich weirdos who have eaten yeah, all of the food. So they're like, have you guys ever eaten baby snakes? And I'm like, no, because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to eat monkey brains. I don't how'd want they, to. How'd they get the snakes inside the snake? Early yeah, a, ma- a magician, you got to ask Gordon Ramsay. He's the cook. Man. How do they do that? I don't know. I don't know. But listen, if somebody was like, here's a giant snake and they cut it open and little baby snakes, would your first thought be like, oh, it's slimy yet satisfying. I should that's probably eat I've, that. What I've always wanted. Yeah. Just forever. Yeah. Like you that's, guys got a tortilla and some salsa for this living that's snake. Totally, that's totally rich weirdo stuff. You're right. Yeah. So let's not listen. We. As Americans, we go, look how weird they are. That was not anybody's culture. That was rich weirdos. Yeah, and weird. they just didn't want to show, but odds are those kids were pr- probably being diddled by yeah. those weirdos too. So, And I just want to say that when the dude takes apart the like big cockroach thing, that actually looks tasty. Because it probably like, was. It, it was probably like yeah. almond paste. Yeah. <laughs> and strawberries. And strawberries. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll eat that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm okay. Like if the snake was a table dressing and they cut it open and they're like, it's stuffing. I'd be like, well, it's weird, but I'll eat stuffing yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. Like one of those, like, is it cake type things? It's you like know, if, it was yeah. a, if it was, if it was a snake with baby snakes inside cake, you know, <laughs> for sure. I would eat that. Yeah, if those little snakes were Rice Krispie treats wrapped in bon <laughs> bon, I would eat the shit out of it, dude. Bon 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 
so I'm just saying, or if it was filled with Linda Guini. Sorry, I'm doing the talk That's show chef totally thing. racist. It's not racist. It's what have you ever seen Rachel Ray say anything mildly Italian? She she instantly turns into Mario Mario from the Mario Brothers <laughs> franchise games. Yes. She goes, well, then we're going to roll out <laughs> ricotta into a nice thin paste, and then we're going to take the Donatelli. It's the most ridiculous thing, and I hate it. So anyway, so we have She doesn't Don speak Don. a word of Italian. She doesn't speak a word. Yeah, no. No, she goes to Mexican restaurants, and she goes, gracias, senor. And you're like, okay, lady, relax. Get out of here. Guess what? You could say thanks, and they'll say, you're welcome. Even if they don't know English, because yeah. they know thanks. Everybody knows thanks. Everybody knows Anyway. So First here we are. Let's get more, more into the absurd. I'm still, this is still like proving that Crystal Skull was like the least unbelievable one out of all. Because that one was like Nazis in that kid's hair, basically. Like it was like mutt and Nazis. Oh yeah, probably an alien. Really to sell Dan yeah. Aykroyd's vodka, but mostly aliens. So. They weren't Nazis. They were, they were commies. I mean, is there a difference really? Are we going to split hairs here? Are we splitting hairs here, dude? threatening castration. Yeah, I knew these, these people had real <laughs> mental issues <laughs> outside of pacifism. Uh, anyway, so so then we get on and we notice that that not Never only fails. we can do it every every time. time. <laughs> uh, so so not only are are we are we missing rocks, but we find out there's the cult of Kali, right? Yeah. Kali, the destroyer or whatever. Yeah. Which I think you is betray, a Hindu, a Hindu God. Also, if you've never looked up Hindu gods, everybody in the world should. I always thought like good pagan religions had the best story. Like, you know, like the uh, tr uh, the, the Viking religions are like, we live in the eye of a blue eyed giant in the blood and trolls. The, 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 the trolls and like the seas of the blood of the giant that Odin slay. It's crazy. But like Hindu gods, like, like their main goddess was kidnapped and they have a monkey God named Himarama. I think his name is. And he flew across the galaxy on basically a rocket ship to save her. And this documentation is thousands of years old. It's amazing. And it's crazy. I love it so much. Anyway, so here we are, Cult of Death, Kali or Shiva or whoever it is. And they have kidnapped kids to mine stuff. Do we know what those kids were doing? Uh, I, no. Like, sir. Shankara the gold stones? I think they, they were looking for another Shankara stone. Let's say that's what it is. Because I would hate to think they're like, God, we haven't had gold in these mines for decades. They're like, you, what you know we what? With all these kids we stole? I want to dig a hole. So we, let's go get some kids. <laughs> Again, rich weirdo <laughs> shit. You know what? I don't have a giant hole. You know what I want? A giant hole. <laughs> So anyway, so we're in a cave <laughs> surrounded by lava, right? Yeah. Like we're, we are near the earth's spinning core. Yes. We are at magma levels magma. where we're keeping kids who are digging indiscernible rocks. For human um, sacrifices. For human sacrifice. And like, and just a taxi guy, like whoever that guy was, the yeah. Umshibai guy. He wasn't a kid. He was not a kid. They were like, he hey, was just some random dude. How'd you get here? We're like, oh, I, I brought my grandma's rickshaw. I have Uber. a driver. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, it does. And one star. They gave that rickshaw Uber one star <laughs> and then lowered him down. But let's talk. Ripped his heart out first. Let's talk about the most nonsensical thing is that we use the power of Kali or Shiva. Mm. I think it was Kali, the cult of Kali. So we use the, we use the, uh, um, uh, what does he say? Uh, um, um, Shabai. That's what he's saying. Oh, yeah. But he's just saying uh, Kalima, Kalima, Kalima Shakti Day. So, which is like Kalima, keep you alive while I rip your heart out. Uh, yeah, that's what that means. So, but let's dive Google into the absurdity. Translate. Google, tra go hey, hey, Google. <laughs> yep, we were right. So he 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 Kalima's Kalima Shakti Day, and um num shibai, um num shibai, um num shibai. But we don't even get to the highest of the um num shibais until he rips his heart out of his chest. Yeah, he's still alive. Uber, so Uber, 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 right is still, we're calling him Uber Don because his name's Don, uh, Don Cheadle, Don. not related, a uh, whole different Don Cheadle, uh, uh, <laughs> first name, <laughs> just his first name. Yeah. It's, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, uh, Shandiskar. So here we go. There you go. Um, so, so now no heart, which I'm not a biologist. My, my yes. biology is about as good as my geography, <laughs> but I'm pretty positive. The second you rip the heart out of a living creature. We're just going to be fine. Uh, We're just done. The first rule of cardiology is you need if, the heart. You need a heart. Yes. If any <laughs> jokey heart surgery gag on a, on a TV show or cartoon has told me anything, it is the heart is the most important part. Yes, it is. Yeah. So he removes the heart and holds it in his hand. Right. And then we have a giant contraption that is solely for slowly lowering down heartless people into the pit yes, of lava. That is what it was designed to do. That's the only thing. Face first. So they face can first and go into the lava face first. 
We don't, yeah, so they could see their coming demise, even though they don't have a heart, they shouldn't be able to see shit. So we have a giant cage contraption, and it takes a lot. There's a lot of there's there's like a a wheel of death where other slave people have to like "Ah, go no back. So we're lowering down contraption, no heart still. Uh uh Don Cheadle is still um num shibai. And as he gets closer and he's sweating more, still no heart. Um num shibai, um num shibai. And he catches on fire because he's almost to the lava. Now, Ryan. 50 yards above his head, yes, up yeah. the tube of death. I was death, hoping you would mention this. Yes. Up the tube of death, we get <laughs> yeah. up to uh, uh, Don Rickles Skullhead, which is his new name. First name is Don Rickles, second name Skullhead. Um, so we have Don Rickles, who is at the top. He is still Kalima Shakti. And what does he have in his hand still, Collins? The, uh, Don Cheadle's heart. Is Don Cheadle, Don Rickles at Don Cheadle's heart. Not all, not all Indian people are first name Don anything. I'm, we're just guessing. So Don Rickles at Don Cheadle's heart, and he's holding it in his hand. He's um, or he's, he's Kalima Shakti Day, and and as Don Cheadle hits the lava, what happens to the, Don Cheadle's heart in Don Rickles' hand? Oh well, Ryan? it bursts into flames. Obviously, it bursts into flames. <laughs> but aliens is no, no, where no, we're, we're, not, we're not what? done. We're not done okay. because Don Rickles. He doesn't say ow. He does not I'm say I'm now ow. holding a bottle of fire. He doesn't say that. A muscly ball of fire. He laughs. He laughs. He laughs. Doesn't squish the heart. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't peep that heart. Squish like Have a great big Dan. Reached in, like with an oven mitt, reached in to the oven to grab like a cookie sheet that's been in there. And then there's like a thin spot on the Or oven like a mitt. little wet spot you didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't realize. Do you do you laugh when that happens? No. No. <laughs> but weirdly, it's weird to bring it up because I literally cook my cookies that exact way. I slowly lower them down into a bit of lava. That, yeah, that's the best. And way. I always keep a ball of cookie dough because once it's on fire, I know my cookies are done. I yeah, can bring them back that's up. that's the best way. Yeah. I do not. I do this. I go. Well, Martha you know, Stewart, Shakti Day. <laughs> you have the you have the burnt exterior, right? But I do. See, the, the trick is, is you cut it down the middle, and the core is perfectly cooked. That's what oh my is. god, is it the best? Listen, <laughs> I, if you've never cult cooked a cookie, it's like crème <laughs> brûlée. <laughs> It's like a good creme brulee. And you leave it down there and throw sugar down a little bit. Nice, crusty, just a yeah, good. I'm telling you, good. there's something about cookies cooked by a, liquid hot magma. A lot of specialized equipment, but, you know, <laughs> it's really I had, worth it. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of time and effort. You know how many slave kids I had to get build that <laughs> giant contraption? Like, literally, they're just yeah. digging to go, we need more. Like, at no point did any of his, because he had lots of henchmen. Lots yeah. of people involved in this death cult. Again, rich weirdos, man. Problem with the world, rich weirdos. But like, nobody ever just went, what do you get out of it? What did he get yeah. out of it? We and didn't see magical powers, right? The the death cult, right? Why didn't he take Don Cheadle from the death cult? Because Don Cheadle did not, he was not a willing. He definitely was not. This was not consensual heart no. ripping. This, so, this was more evidence that Don Cheadle is just the rickshaw driver. That He was a thousand percent. Yeah. And, and they were like, yeah. what are you doing? Do you want to see lava? And he's like, oh, yeah, "Hey, we got little. snake surprise in here. You want some before you head <laughs> back?" Right. You're gonna he's think like, it's oh, a snake, snake surprise. <laughs> it's cake. <laughs> the, the monkey brains are real, though, not cake. Chilled monkey brains for real. Also, out of all that stuff, I would not eat a slithery, gross baby snake, but I probably would try. I mean, I've eaten fish eyes. I've eaten Rocky Mountain oysters. I've tried fogua. I've tried literally you, all parts you would have of the eyeball soup. I, w- I, I well, listen. If the eyeball still has a chunk of meat, I'm out. But I literally, I've eaten fish dishes where you, where you scoop the eye and it's a like a jelly. Of meat. What <laughs> chunk of meat? I don't want the chunk of meat. I just want the gooey eyeball. Um. So, but like out of all the things on that plate, at least monkey brains is like a part of an animal. Yeah. In, in like yeah. a Native American, use everything. I mean, pig brains is you can buy that at a Kroger's. Yeah. Right? That I mean, what, what is that? They have a name for that. Tripe. Uh, sweet bread. Sweet bread. That's what it is. Yeah. Tripe is something else gross, too. Yeah, that's innards. Also, innards. if you see something that looks gross but has a really cool name, it's a part of a pig they yeah. don't want to tell you about. And yeah, it's they almost don't want, always a pig. They don't want you because to know in proof, proof positive, because you go, oh, my God, that looks like a cow tongue, and you pick it up, and it says beef tongue. Yeah. Then you pick up what looks like the just the gross, sinewy, gray matter of a brain. You go, what's this? They go, oh, that's sweet bread. And you go, sweet oh, bread. you'll love sweet it. Bread. You will adore this sweet bread. Also, it. try the tripe. Very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah, I'll try. Very it. good. Best taco. So, so anyway, okay. So, <laughs> so, so that, and that's pretty much the end. Indiana Jones kicks a bunch of ass. We save a bunch Turn of around, kids. burns them in the stomach. Even though the village only had sixteen people, thirty-eight kids show up. All their parents are there. Yep. So, so saves the day. 
So then we go on to, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, I guess, I guess also, what do you mean? I guess, no, I'm not going to say, I guess it's littered with supernatural nonsense. They open a magic box. They open a magic box that melts, melts Nazi faces. faces. <laughs> it melts the faces of the unworthy. Listen, hey, I love that box. We need to have that more of those boxes. Listen, also, can we say that this is indicative of, of the Christian God to go, hey, I have a thing filled with, with goodness. And then you open it in scary death. Yeah. Because it wasn't like angels going, oh, Nazi, dead, dead, yeah. just instant death. It was screaming, tortured <laughs> souls. Yes, it was ghost. It was a, the original, like it was what ghost the Ghostbusters of of biblical era used. It's what I imagine the ghosts that they captured. If you microwave something uh, and don't close the door, that's what I. Imagine. Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that's what I imagine happened. <laughs> and then your face melts, <laughs> much like a nut. Like you're you're standing there, you're standing too close, watching, make sure it doesn't burn in the microwave. <laughs> so that's that's what <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I've always wondered what was wrong with you, and now I know it's because you were two feet or two steps away from the microwave, staring at your phone. I don't, want, going, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just trying to soften this butter. I'm not trying to melt it. So you gotta watch, you know. Gotta watch. <laughs> it should be good though. I covered it with foil. <laughs> Face melt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> culinary adventure. What do you want? Yeah. I don't know what you guys want. This is the truth. Indiana so anyway, Jones and so, the culinary. But adventure. I will say, of all of them, Indiana Jones uh, 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 and the Raiders of the Lost Ark is the least. Supernatural. They really give you that one moment of magicalness of, of supernatural power. Yeah. And then the rest is just Indiana Jones kicking a bunch of ass. So then we get to three, which which I'm going to say this is tied with two is my favorite. And it might solely because Sean Connery said she speaks German in her sleep. And you go, yeah. love it. Love it. Because his dad's still a player and still a handsome guy. That dude's 89,000 yeah. years old, just handsome as hell. <laughs> but so what in that? I was going to say, what in that is mythical? How about a thousand-year-old dude protecting a bunch of, like, the, yeah. the, there's literally an old guy trapped in a cupboard for a thousand years. Like, don't let people touch the cups. Yeah. Uh, so I was he's say, a little weak. Can't, can't lift his sword. But, you know, he looks pretty good for a guy his age. I mean, he looks he looks Yoda good. And you never know. Like, what if India pulled a gun? He could have been like, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> could have like a Count Dooku situation. <laughs> Yes. Are you now picturing that man? I am definitely, definitely cups over that, and shit. Yeah. I'm definitely picturing. So that. I will say, so we do have a, we have a bridge of faith. We have a, a, a magical bridge. You can't see. We have, we have. Until uh, the camera moves. That then you can see it. Yeah. Then you could see. Yeah. Well, he yeah. threw dust too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so there was also that, I will say that, um, that temple of doom for sure had the most crystal skull. Didn't have a lot until the very end when they were like, Ancient aliens, which whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I don't see why people care. That was that was like the era of people when they first. That was like when movie reviews online became like everybody wanted to have the funniest quip, and and I'm guilty. Like I always wrote, like I did a bunch of IMDb stuff where I was like, this movie's garbage on top of garbage. But at the end, I was like, fucking watch it because why would you not watch this monstrosity? Oh, I, I think it is, and I've been saying this for a long time. I and I think I've said it on this well, a former podcast that we used to do together. Um, I think that the main issue is that the last time somebody saw a new Indiana Jones movie, yeah, they were a child. Then yes. they saw a new Indiana <clears throat> Jones movie and they were an adult. So yes. all that supernatural weirdo stuff that they hated in Crystal Skull was there in the original ones. They just didn't care because they were kids and they just huh. they just loved it. And then they saw Crystal Skull as an adult, and they were like, this doesn't make me feel like I did when I was a kid, so I hate it. That's true. And I hate it for all the reasons that I love the other ones. Yeah. That's a weird thought that there are some people who, who like a heart valve, once they hit a certain age, they allow things out but not back in, which <laughs> I think is really weird. And, and I think that says a lot about creativity, too. I think the ability to... To watch the in insane or absurd and, and still get enjoyment out and still ride a roller coaster and go fucking hey man yeah a and I think there's something weirdly we've lost a little bit of that joy and I think it is because we are so connected so that when there is an overreaching human emotion especially in America online it's everybody's emotion we are we've become very black and white about everything that you yes. can't and, and I feel like I'm going further away from the black and white where I'm just going. 
it's all dumb, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to imbibe it. And I always like the more older I get, the more enjoyment I find in stuff that I probably shouldn't like. And that includes music and shit too. Shit I used to hate. And maybe because we were part of punk rock, so pop and stuff. But even then, man, I fucking love Madonna. I loved Cindy Lauper and the Beef. I loved all that stuff. So like, I like softer music, but like, you know, the older I got, I appreciate pop music for what it is. Justin Bieber makes good music. Post Malone makes great music. So like, like, I think there is a weird disconnect that once you get into societal adulthood, you are supposed to put away those childish things. But I say bullshit. I, I think, I think putting like American culture, especially since like the thirties and forties, probably even post the world war two, uh, when we had the heart of the fifties and sixties where America was the beautiful, the perfect ever. Well, no, not so much for black people or Mexicans or women, but, or any money, not, not white, but like for the most part, like that's what the American dream people believe about, believe in is that 50, 60s, you know, three kids, two cars, one house, all that stuff. So, but I think that was the era where they're also like, don't talk about religion or politics or your salary. And a man doesn't play games. You can work on cars and enjoy sports. No more joy. Mm. And I feel like that's the, and we are reaping the destruction of that because that's the people who are in charge now is mm. the people who were told to stop with joy. You can't do anything unless it's manly. You got to fish. You go, well, I just like making lures. I don't care about catching the fish. You're like that's bullshit. You got to go fishing too. So like, People lost that joy and men only found things that were considered woodworking or hunting or all this stuff. And nobody just went, I kind of like dancing. I just want to dance and not dance professional. I don't want to dance for money. I just want to dance. I mean, you don't do that. So I, th I feel like it's weird that you said that. I just, I just want to dance with somebody. I want to feel, feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> with somebody with who loves me. Somebody who loves me. <laughs> I didn't realize D1, you were such a. I want to dance with the. Whitney I actually fan. know all songs in all of human history. And the reason you don't is because you're racist. So there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What's the logic there? How would racism prevent you from knowing music? Because I'm a droid and you hate everything, not cis white male. Uh, no, I just hate you. Oh, isn't that convenient? You hate the only droid you talk to. Very, very convenient. I bet also no, when I you're like talking Siri. about how you don't hate droids, you're like, one of my best friends is a droid, and then yeah. all you want is your best uh, I like Siri a lot. Who's Siri? I don't like you, though. Siri is your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> mm. Hey, Siri. Are you mean Alexa? No. Oh, wait. Siri's talking to me on the iPad. Hold on. I gotta go. No, Siri, there's not. That was D1, not me. Go away. Oh, she went away. So anyway, so <laughs> sorry. A lot of a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of mythology happening, and people still mad about. I was way more mad about Mutt than I was about. Like, first off, how do you miss on calling him like Wisconsin or yeah. or or Pacoima <laughs> or Walla Walla Washington? Like, why Boise. not? Like, I get it. They named the dog Indy. Indy took his name after the dog. Do we call his kid Mutt? I get it. But like, it's such a good parallel to go, oh, that's Rochester. Like, why do they call you that? Well, I'm from New York. Like, it's so, nicknames are dumb and they happen for stupid reasons. That was such a non-creative person who wrote that part, actually all of the Mutt parts. Also, they missed a golden opportunity of just instead of that being an Indiana Jones movie, it should have been Indy like sipping cognac by a fire remembering back and then let Shia LaBeouf be young Indiana Jones and then reboot the series with the new Indiana Jones. And then you have a guy who could just grow older being Indiana Jones and recycle it. Just like James Bond. Also, like you can't swing on, listen, when you swing on a vine, it has a point. <laughs> and, when, <laughs> and eventually you hit an apex. You hit the furthest point you could possibly swing. What you can't do is just keep swinging. Just you couldn't George of the Jungle because it was a cartoon. And eventually he hit a tree. True. Watch out for that tree. Anyway, so moving on. Okay, we're going to get past Indian Jones. I just want to point out that people are dumb for hating. Yeah, there's many reasons to dislike Crystal Skull and the aliens was low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Like you picked the weirdest low-hanging fruit but, out of all let's, of them. Let's stick to that, that topic that you brought up, though. Is that, you know, um, 
I, I read a review. I haven't seen it yet. I don't even know if it's out yet. But I read a review of the uh, the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. I cannot wait for this movie. And it said, wait. and it said that uh, finally a fantasy film that's not ashamed of being a fantasy film. I listen, and, and I think that that I don't know if that applies accurately to the D and D movie, but I do think it applies to a lot of fantasy, like mainstream fantasy properties that have come out recently because it's they don't want to be fantasy films they want to be game of thrones and they're trying to figure out well what was the secret sauce of game of thrones that made people like it and the thing was is that game of thrones never asked itself that question they were just like i like dragons and like politics and shit so actually i think let's go george r R. martin was smart in his writing and i know they dumbed the magicalness down a little bit for the tv show but also when it's all magic all the time, then magic isn't magical. Right. It's normal. So it's not magic. It's just cell phones. Yeah. So, so like if every once in a while we squirt out a shadow baby or you see a giant dragon, you go, oh shit, I forgot. We're in a world where shit like this happens. Or like you see Juan Juan, Juan like the the the, the 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 hill giant that's part of the, the northern people's tribes. Um <clears throat> so I agree. But there's a name for this that I've coined that I've used since it happened. And what they're doing up until hopefully Dungeons and Dragons movie is the Christopher Nolan effect, mm. where you think you're better than the source material. That can mean so many things. Christopher could, Nolan. It, <laughs> listen, don't don't do. I'm not going to say. Don't anything. do it. Don't I'm not do doing it. anything. I'm not doing anything. He's fine. I like him. He's good. But but you're saying that like the Nolan, like for instance, the Nolan Batman films are Batman. Superhero films that are ashamed of the fact that they are superheroes. I, ashamed of? They're, aren't, they're not super. No one is super. Mm. Why is Bane in a mask? Why does he have a button on his chest if there's no Lazarus serum? Why? Why not just have Tom Hardy, who's an amazingly great actor, phenomenal in everything, very handsome, got really buff. Why do we have a mask on him? Why does he need the mask then? No one is super in a superhero. And to tell you the truth, I really do think that earmarks DC for the run it's having now. Because people think of those back, because a lot of people grew up. That's their, they're not, they don't get Jack Nicholson as, as the Joker. They have Heath Ledger's end all be all. Christian Bale is their Batman. So when you put that up against other DC vehicles, you go, well, all of this is strange and abnormal and weird and crazy. So when you have like the CW show showing like King Shark or like Solomon Grundy, like doing these crazy outlandish things, they go, this is not the Batman kind of stuff yeah. we signed up for. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to digress. Let's get back to your point. No, I, I just think that, um, you know, that's one of the things. The Nolan loved, effect. That's one of the things I loved about Willow was that Willow was like, this is a fantasy show. Like, yep. there are wizards and brownies and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like a, a, a binary thing. It's not like it has to be this old stodgy, like, you know, Eurocentric um, old white dudes, you know, fighting over castles like it, it that can be in there, but yeah. it can also be whatever you want it to be. I mean, that's the whole point is been OK. So uh, a long time ago, uh, I read some uh, sort of criticism on uh, the differences between uh, when I say criticism, I'm talking about like literary criticism analysis, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, about the differences between fantasy and sci fi. And I think sci fi right is how we see when we're we're in the present how we envision the future yeah we're thinking about the future and fantasy using similar tools is how we look at ourselves in the past that's how we envision our past right i agree and our relationship to that and there's different interpretations there's the grim dark J.R.R. martin sort of there's the high fantasy of the tolkien you know there's that kind of stuff Right. And but there's so many different ways to do that and 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 explore that. And just like in sci fi, there's so many different visions of the future that you can have. You can have your, uh, you know, you, you, your Star Trek utopian and you can have your Blade Runner dystopian. I was know, thinking Blade Runner like that's the most dystopian sci fi for like, sure. You well, can, I mean, and they're, and not, they're, but... and it's a spectrum. I mean, you also have things like your expanse, you know, and, and how yeah. that what kind of a vision of the future that that paints. Which is, you know, <clears throat> scary. But well, there's uh, also like the iRobots or the uh, yeah. short circuit, not short circuit. What was the Gene Simmons one we used to talk about with Tom Selleck? Uh, Runaway. Runaway. That's a good, that's not really dystopia. I really like, 
I like a good sci-fi. Like I listen, I love Star Wars. Give me all the fucking laser blasts and light swords in the entire universe. But uh, and we've talked about we've talked about Runaway before as one of the greatest non-movie. Like people don't know that movie, and it is literally yeah. one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. And you got stuff like RoboCop too that fit right in there. That with fit it, right, right, yeah, with that yeah. with that weird like we're it's just it's like most sci-fi fantasy is a thousand years in the future, and they went no, this could be tomorrow. Yeah. And that shit was not far off. Like, it's so fun. Anyway, Runaway's amazing. And I do like, because that was all borderline gonna be just like all that shit was going to turn bad soon. We didn't need a Gene Simmons. Eventually it'll happen. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah, and, and I, yeah. And I feel like what, what, and this is just main, I mean, all this stuff exists in books and, to, you know, lower budget. Uh, not only that, but it has for thousands, since people have been writing yeah. and telling stories uh, and comics and everything else. But, uh, the, with the big expensive ones, you know, again, it's just like pop music, right? They, they're, they're trying to appeal to the broadest audience. Yeah. So they, they can't be too extreme with things because then you're sort of making it more niche. So, but what they're afraid of is the kind of stuff that made it appealing in the first place. So you've got your superhero films and people having superpowers. I mean, that's to your point, that's the, the Nolan version versus the Marvel version. Like in the Marvel version, uh, Tony Stark was just like, I'm Iron Man. The very yeah. first movie, he was like, no, I'm Iron Man and I'm a superhero versus the uh, Batman Begins, like uh, no flights, no tights, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but the point is, is that they're they're trying to make it as broad and appealing to as many people as it can. So they're afraid to take some of those risks and make some of those stances. But Luckily, you still have good stuff like, you know, your lower budget sci-fi and and fantasy everything stuff. everywhere all at once. Yeah, is some and not only that, it is it is absurdity. It is the heightenedest levels of absurdity that it, like it is sci-fi to the bitter extreme, and it's amazing. So and there's there you have giant it. giant dildos in it. Apparently, there are some dildos in it. <laughs> there are a few dildos in the show, yes, for sure. That is, that's how our show was once described. There yeah, are there are dildos. there are a couple dildos in there. <laughs> but I know this doesn't fit in with your theme of trilogies. But, but you a, have a topic. a very a very influential series of movies for me. Yeah, were the, yeah. Well, were we the, I said franchises because I think trilogy doesn't because it used to be they would not do more than a trilogy. So I, I did bring up Back to the Future, but that's not what I'm going to bring up now. I'm going to bring up... We'll have to the, do a whole show on Back to the, the Future. So. The first two Batman films, Tim Burton. We talked about Tim Burton's Batmans. Yes. So 89 and 91? 89, uh, 91. right. Okay. Those, I'm there. Those movies, in, in I, those movies for me shaped what superhero movies could do. Because before I, that, it was Superman. And like, Superman was okay, but it was... It wasn't the same... I feel like the the Tim Burton Batman really sort of threaded that needle that we were just talking about. Yeah. The where, balance between real life and fantasy. Yes. Where, yeah. you know, like Batman's a real dude. He's a rich dude uh, who, you know, is subject to nature's laws. But, you know, Selena Kyle fell out of a building and was eaten alive by cats and then came back to life. She also so, scaled a building with sewing needles inside of her fingers, correct. basically. Like Correct. not just scale, like she <laughs> climbed a skyscraper very yeah. quickly. Yes. So, so, but I think what Tim Burton did with that, with those little hints of absurdity, especially in the second one, because the first one, there wasn't a lot of that. <coughs> like the Joker fell in chemicals. He had a smile. We're pretty done with superhero. Like the rest of it's just a couple of guys chit chatting, really not a lot of action, a lot of fucking up uh, art and, 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 and people, but, and uh, but the second one, he did good at, at making the absurdity a little, uh, the fantasy a little heavier, which I think laid a good foundation um, for the rest of, of comic book movies to come out. Uh, didn't lay a great line for Schumacher to take over the series, but uh, those first two especially, I think they worked well because Tim Burton focuses on the monsters, right? Like he, like Batman, like 15 minutes on screen, the Joker, the Penguin, Catwoman, even Max Shrek. Oh, that's weird. I didn't think about that, but there were definitely three villains. Because really, mm. Tim Burton kind of started the double villain thing. But in the first one, there's only really one villain, and that's Jack Nicholson, right? 
Because yeah. you can't you can't count the other mafia guy because Jack killed him too quickly. Yeah. And then in the second one, you go, oh, that's where the two villains in the Batman movie started. But really, there's three because Max Shrek is also a villain, but yeah. he's Bruce Wayne's villain, not Batman's villain, which turns out being well, Batman's villain because he's the, Selena's villain. And he's Selena. Oh, he's a double villain. Oh, he's a. I he's mean, a good actor. Does that like guy. make out with him with that with that she um, does with thing. wire. She's yeah. like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he's that's, like, that's exactly the sound. It's exactly the yeah yeah. He's like, I uh, don't understand. Selena, <laughs> I don't. Well, anyway, uh, it was Jerry Seinfeld as, as Walken, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. Catwoman, where does she get these claws? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> that was the Seinfeld base. <laughs> I know. It was perfect. Oh, thank you. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, I agree that I think even the commercials, like him going to Taco Bell, in the Batmobile, I was enamored. The ridiculousness of the Batmobile, I was like, this is crazy. This is cool, man. Like, everything about the 89 Batman I thought was perfect. Now, to coincide, I think the difference is Dick, Don or Dick Donner's Superman, which is a phenomenally told story, did something that not a lot of other pieces, especially, for, which the Superman franchise, one, two, and three, are really well made. Mm -hmm. Those are all good. But the first one did something that that made it not only a great story, but a really good movie overall. And that is we have a ton of supernatural going on, except for it's an anomaly. We only know of one super, and that is Superman. There's no other, there's no Batman, there's no League of Justice, there's no anything. So in the Dick Donner movies, there's only Superman, well, the first round, there's only Superman. Mm -hmm. So I think that story was so they could tell a very human story and then every once in a while go, oh, yeah, bullets bounce off of him. And it made that more fantastical because for the most part, it's about Clark Kent. He did a mm -hmm. really good job of burying all that in Clark Kent. Uh, the opposite of what Tim Burton did, where not a lot of that's built on the Bruce. Like he showed up, cracked a couple jokes. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Batman, Batman, a lot of the villain. Whereas Dick Donner focused on the fact that Superman was raised human. He was a human, like a nature versus nurture thing. And I think it's so poignant, man. That story is so, if you haven't watched the, the, the Dick Donner's Batman or Superman, it's such a good story. It's such a well-made movie, but very different from what Tim Burton did, which led, I think Tim Burton really paved the way for what we have in superhero movies now. I think not just him, but I think it was Fox made that movie with him. I think they, they opened the doors for us to have the 922 million TV shows and movies we have right now. Yeah. For better or for worse. Listen, I still haven't watched Shang-Chi. I still haven't watched... Uh, 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 I did watch the the the, the Doc Strange stuff. Um, but I haven't watched any much new Marvel. I haven't watched any new DC stuff yet. That's I not do true. Feel like, I watched the shit out of Peacemaker. It was so good. Yeah, Peacemaker was good. Uh, I do feel like... Why do you have uh, your pants down? I can't piss if my, something's <laughs> touching my ass. It's one of my favorite lines of TV show ever. I can't piss when something's touching my ass. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, says, I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. I'm a grower, anyway. not a shower. God, so good. That whole movie, but, that whole TV show is good. Uh, yeah, I I do think that with Marvel, it's really become like people go to watch the movies or watch the shows to see the the post credit scenes. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's it. The whole thing is the post credits. It's what we're setting up next. Yeah, not like what's going on now. Yeah, but to be fair, they I think what they did at the beginning worked well because you had Iron Man, some bigger fight scenes, but for the most part, we're just telling a story. Same thing with Thor. Then we get the Avengers. The story's much bigger. The fights are much bigger. But the problem is you can only exponentially grow the adventure and then to a point where literally your whole movie just has to be people blowing up planets and fighting because that's where you set the hill for the roller coaster to go down. Mm -hmm. So it's not much. That's my biggest problem with Marvel right now is none of it's much of a ride because I've already seen half of existence get blinked out. Mm -hmm. I've already seen Ant-Man go into the quant. Like I've, I haven't watched that one, but I'm saying I've already seen some of the greatest adventures happen and it's hard to match some of those levels of excitement for me. So it's, it's very hard when I see Shang, which looks awesome, but I can't get into it because everything is so incredible already. So I feel like we, when we start to slow roll into new characters, it seems so, the pacing is so slow because of all the adventure we had to get to this point. So, and I think DC lacks that, where I think DC does not know what it's doing right now. Even with the new stuff coming out, they, they don't know whether to tell a slow story, 
blow everything up at once. They're just so confused. But Marvel's getting there too. There's like Disney's restructuring and it's going to be a, uh, they've already announced that, that, that like Star Wars is kind of not stopping production or anything, but ratcheting down production to make sure that we're not popping out 600 things a year. And so, but I think we lucked out. I think we are the best generation, not like the best, generation, but I think we <sighs> lucked out in generation of movies and TV. Well, I'll say movie because TV, I think is, is growing at such a great rate. Like long form storytelling and television has become great. But we lucked out in movies because it was a big thing. We didn't have a movie come out once a weekend. Movies only came out every couple of months. And when they did, it was big. You mm. didn't turn on a channel that didn't have a TV commercial. I mean, I saw, Batman was hawking basketballs and Taco Bell and dryer sheets and fucking everything because they wanted that movie to be seen by 200 billion people. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, like for the most part, they go, here's a Facebook ad. We're bringing this movie out next week. And you go, I'll, I'll watch it if you stream it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but I'll do it. That's my tagline. I'll watch it if you stream it. Uh, my tagline is I'll go if there's no people. Yeah. That's but, my tagline. You know. That's the tagline of my movie. Doug, I'll go if there's no people. So, <laughs> so anyway, I was going to say Back to the Future, but man, we like we couldn't even get through oh, yeah. less no than way. 40 minutes on Indian and Jones, which I thought we were like, oh yeah, I like that part. But we, we that was plus, a, plus, if I remember correctly, you've got a hard stop in 15 minutes. I do. So we got to do there this quick. There's no way we can talk about Back to the Future. We can't. <laughs> so let's put a pin because I think I think that's a good franchise. There's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot. Not just for us personally, but like overall, there's a lot that happened because of that movie that changed movies for for the better, I think. So we can get into it. So instead, what we'll do real quick in this last 15 minutes is we are going to play a little bit of Sci-Fi This. <laughs> Your favorite game and mine. Our new game here, which I use Ryan's writing skills and feeble brain to come up with. Sci Look at him. He's excited. You can't tell I him he's am. dancing. He's excited. So the idea behind sci-fi this is I name real life things in our world. Even though Ryan knows what they are here, he has to create a quick quip or quote or story about what this thing is in some made up sci-fi universe. So here right. we go. We're going to start sci-fi this. And the first thing, first, I'll say person, place, or thing that I have, Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B. Cardi B. You know, honestly, I've always thought that Cardi B sounded like a fast food chain. Oh. Like <laughs> Cardi B's. <laughs> I don't okay. know what they would what have. They, what do they I, say? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, for some reason, uh, I, I see something that looks like the Carl's Jr. logo. But I mean, Cardi B. Cardi, if you're listening, right. by the way, I would eat at Cardi B's. So, <laughs> so in your sci-fi world, Cardi B's is an eatery. And sure, they won the they won the fast food war. They won the they are. <laughs> How do you use the three seashells? We better find out because we're going to need to know here soon. Okay, so uh, number two, Fanta. <laughs> Fanta. Look, Fanta is. One of, okay, if you remember from our last episode, we had the Crystal Fortress of Zendaya, right? Yeah, yes. And to me, Fanta is the general of the army that's trying to get oh, to the Crystal Fortress. It's general, general Fanta. Fanta. There you go. Yeah. I love it. General Fanta. General Fanta. But see, uh, I picture him as like the, what was his name? Saris from uh, Galaxy Quest. Like oh, I got it. <laughs> General Fanta. <laughs> Tell him about the historical document. <laughs> Is there air? <laughs> Seems okay. Yeah. That's a whole other Anyway, Tony Shalhoub, by the way, told a story that in the original cut, he smoked a bunch of weed all the time. Yeah. Like the idea was he, like they would always be looking for him because he's out smoking weed. But the censor said he probably shouldn't have this guy who's based on like a Star Trek thing smoke weed. But they couldn't like recut the whole movie. So they just <laughs> cut out the weed and he just came off as like happy. Yeah. Like I know we know he's stoned, but I, they yeah. never show him like smoking weed. But apparently just was supposed to be smoking weed on the spaceship the whole time. And they, he goes, they cut it out. People still love it, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 
Sorry about that. The door hung up a little. I'll get one of my guys. Guys, to look like, love that. like <laughs> listen, I'll always because I, I want to be the person who just like expect nothing, accept anything. Like that dude was like, I'm on a starship now. I'm in charge of a crew of yeah. guys who fix shit. Of course I'm gonna tell him to fix the door. <laughs> and they're like, You don't have to fix it. He goes, But that's my job now. That's yeah. what I do here. And they so beam anyway. him up and everybody else is like, ah. and he's like, Hey, that hey. was a hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. It wasn't even like a good ride. It was a trip because he wasn't, he was just as unhappy about it as they were, but he's not going to shit on it. He's just yeah. going to go, that was a thing. We just did something, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, live more like Tony Shalhoub. I can't yeah. remember his character's name. Do you? I know Guy. Uh, I know. No, I can't. I like that you remember the bad guy. You can't remember Tony Shalhoub's character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so anyway, oh, wait, so Cardi B is a fast food joint in the future. We have Fanta, General Fanta, who's on the search for the Crystal Fortress of Zendaya. Yes. This one I thought was an interesting one. Black Flag. <laughs> black Flag? Just Black I don't Flag. Know. Well, the, it's hard to hear Black Flag and not immediately go to Pirates. Yeah, of course, because that's the easy go. But I yes. thought Brian's smarter than that. He will not go for low-hanging fruit. You're right. He will go for low-hanging to medium fruit. So, Black Flag. That was is, funnier than you acted, by the way. <laughs> I was deep in thought. Black Flag is a gang of eco-terrorists in a near-future uh, dystopian sci-fi thing that they are, they believe that the uh, the human race is an infestation of insects. And like, I was going to say, please like, tell me they're like, they're wearing like fake codrodes. It's like what happens to PETA after the bombs yes, go off. They are, they are. <laughs> They have modeled themselves after the popular uh, insecticide, uh, the black flag, and they go to exterminate. The oh, my God. Can I tag on this? They also have different sects of the army of, of black flags. So like so like the, uh, the infantry or the co they call themselves the CRs, the cockroaches. We are yeah. the roaches. We never die. Like like always dark. Like that's their motto is like they're all they all think they're like like, you know, undercover. Uh, and then you have like the wasps who are like the, the military air wing and like, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. And then the grasshoppers are the leaders. So good. Love it. Black flag. That's smart. Look at you. You're so smart. All right. We only got two more. This one, this one made me laugh when I thought of it. Cause it's so ridiculous in the real world. Zumba. <laughs> yeah, Zumba. there it is. That's exactly what I thought. You know what? Like Zumba classes. You know what Zumba yeah. classes are? Yeah. You live in the uh, suburbs. You have a wife. She probably Zumbas. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. He's no. like, you son of a bitch. My wife is never Zumba. What are you talking about? Uh, Zumba. So what would a Zumba be? I feel like a Zumba is a brand of hoverboard. Oh. But like a Marty McFly type hoverboard. So, so like, like the like, Nash. It's <laughs> like the Nash skateboard. Of, is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> it ain't no bulldog he's riding. He's only got a Zumba. That's right. <laughs> they don't work on water. He's like, I went down to S-Mart, got me one of them Zumbas, man. <laughs> you gotta have power. S-Mart, yeah. Anyway, you ready for the last one? This is, right. a, this is my favorite. I don't know what you're gonna do with this one. Ready? Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher? <laughs> the nanny? I hear she doesn't have that voice anymore. Because uh, it was a shtick that she put on. Yes. It's true. Mr. Like Sheffield. Like a hardcore singer. Now Jim, what's his name? Does it for Spongy Bobby? Yeah, Jim, what's his name? Can't remember his name. What is Fran Drescher going to be? Yeah, that's a tough one. It is, is it a person? Is it a is it a ship? We were on board the old Fran Drescher. Actually, I mean the U.S. The U.S. Fran Drescher is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be in Star Trek Lower Decks for sure. Oh my god, if it is, then I know we've been stolen from. I know it. <laughs> um so the the Fran Drescher is <laughs> You already called it the Fran Drescher because you know it's a ship in your brain yeah, now. I made it, no, I made it. No, it's not. The the Fran Drescher is a is a is a sci-fi property. It's a it's a it is a automatic dressing machine <laughs> called the Fran Drescher. <laughs> You stand into it. You program you it not, outfit you listen, want, and it dresses you up in that outfit. I know we're going to Zibababa, and then we're going to Planet 802. You're not wearing that. Get your ass in the Fran Drescher now, <laughs> and you change those clothes immediately. 
<laughs> That's what it sounds like inside the fringe rush. Yeah. It's horrible, but also you don't have to zip your pants up. <laughs> so, but that's my heart out. We hit it. We're at we're at eleven, so we're done. Or not eleven. At, at whatever time you're listening, it is now. Whatever time that your watch says. All right, guys, we will be back in uh when? Couple weeks. Oh yeah, two weeks from everywhere, baby. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Not as much as you guys love Ryan, though. Nobody loves Ryan. <laughs>